Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, August 7th, 2018, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Well, Mercury is retrograde now until August 19th, and if you need more info info about that, um, it's on our site and many other places on the Internet. So take a look at that because it's something to be aware of. Well, we are so glad to welcome one of our most popular guests back to the show. Meg Benedicte is a quantum healer, alchemist, ascension activator, and creator of her trademarked Quantum Access a powerful healing technique that quickly shifts consciousness, unlocks karma, and removes energetic patterns to accelerate personal transformation. In 1994, Meg experienced a spontaneous kundalini activation that opened her energy body to accept an angelic walk-in. As Meg opened to the guidance and wisdom of her higher self and personal connection with Archangel Metatron, she discovered the ancient alchemy of sacred geometry and vortex energy. For the past 20 years, Meg has been sharing quantum access in her private healing practice and with international audiences in webinars, global meditations, radio shows, and her book, Soul Realized, Unlocking the Sacred Keys, of becoming a divine human. You can check out her website for lots of great tools, and that is newearthcentral.com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing in topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy, Jada, and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for Meg. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with other Starseeds thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk, and if you'd like to show your support of our program, just please click follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you can get our weekly show notices if you elect to do that. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. And for those who need healing of any kind, emotional, physical, or spiritual, for yourself or your pets, Tammy's powerful remote sessions will make a difference for you. And if you have a birthday coming up, don't miss out on your 10 hours of power. You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. And please remember, if you want an interpretation and a reading for that chart, you'll need to order it at least three months ahead of time to make sure you get it in before your 10 hours because we do have a waiting list. So first up this evening, we are going to, I'm looking for you on the switchboard. Oh, there you are, Anastasia. And here is the wonderful Starseed News. (laughs) Good evening, Ariel. Hi. Good evening, everyone. Great to be with you. Lots of news, so I better get right to it. We are under a solar minimum. The conditions are in effect. 
the sun has been without sunspots for 38 of the past 41 days. And the Perside meteor shower is intensifying. It is underway as Earth enters that stream of debris from giant comet 109P Swift-Tuttle. International observers are reporting as many as 18 meteors per hour from the dark sky sites, rates that could increase five-fold by the time the shower peaks over the weekend. And there is a uranium leak. Radioactive uranium has leaked through the floor at the Westinghouse Fuel Factory in um, Columbia, South Carolina. It's contaminating the soil in an area of Richland County with a nearly 35-year history of groundwater pollution from this plant. The U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission says the uranium, a toxic substance, as you know, used to make nuclear fuel rods, seeped through a three-inch hole in a concrete floor in part of the factory where acid is used. The hole extends six feet into the ground, and the Nuclear Regulatory Agency learned of the leak way back in July 12th. Now, officials with the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control said they have no reason to believe the uranium has trickled off the site or that public water supplies are threatened. However, the agency further said it does not have the results of recent groundwater tests on the Westinghouse property. Why not? <laughs> Those tests would show whether pollution in the soil washed into the area's shallow groundwater is affecting the water uh, supply for the population. NRC records show that uranium pollution reached 4,000 parts per million in the soil beneath the plant already. Those levels are 1,300 times higher than the amount of a uranium tip typically found in soil. Soil usually contains about three parts per million of uranium, according to the Health Physics Society, which is a radiation safety organization. Sounds to me like the local government is sitting on its hands. Residents <laughs> are concerned, naturally. And here's a wild story. The hottest rain on record. Imagine this. Rain fell at 119 degrees Fahrenheit in Imperial, California. On the 24th of July, it was one of the hottest days in California history. There was a searing heat wave of rare intensity, even for the Southwest, sending temperatures to near record levels. Death Valley itself hit 127 Fahrenheit, just two degrees short of tying the all-time record for hottest recorded temperature. Palm Springs hit 122 degrees, but in Imperial, clouds from the Gulf of California brought cloudy skies, and mid-afternoon, the rain shower started. And at the time the rain began, the temperature was an astonishingly high 119 degrees Fahrenheit, a new world record for the hottest temperature ever measured while rain was falling. This is a very rare event. Meteorologists were scrambling to explain how that would happen, and they did. But nevertheless, that must have been some very hot rain coming down, 119 degrees, as the water fell from the skies. And a Fuego volcano in Guatemala is erupting again, still threatening local inhabitants. The last eruption was about two months ago. It killed about 300 people, and it erupted again Sunday night. 
Authorities have ordered the evacuation of the emergency personnel that were placed on the mountain to monitor it and warned residents in the area to keep away from rivers that could overflow and to be on alert for further instructions from the authorities. And an unprecedented drought in Korea's in Korea, excuse me, kills 29 people. Millions of livestock uh, livestock have died and it's decimated crops. Now, this is an odd story, really, because according to this press, it says that the North Korean government has called on its people to wage an all-out battle against a record heat wave as the country's already fragile crops face drought and the authorities are struggling to respond to the impending food crisis. I scratched my head as I read this. I thought, how do they expect the people to wage an all-out battle against a drought? Well, the drought represented an unprecedented natural disaster, according to the government. The government is urging citizens to join the struggle, quote-unquote, to save food production in a country that is no stranger to famine. Temperatures have reached more than 104 Fahrenheit in some regions, and there have been sporadic reports of deaths from that heat. And in Colorado Springs... There was a massive hailstorm, killed multiple people, and killed some zoo animals, damaged 400 vehicles. The Colorado Springs Police and Fire Department rushed to Cheyenne Mountain Zoo to help people with serious injuries at this facility at the zoo that was caused by a major hailstorm. Five people were taken to the hospital by ambulance. Eleven others were treated on the scene. The zoo is currently closed and will remain closed for damage assessment. Now, unfortunately, a four-year-old duck named Daisy and a 13-year-old vulture were killed by the hailstones. People at the zoo were told to stay in place as emergency personnel made arrangements for evacuations to Cheyenne Mountain High School for reunification efforts with families. The hail was fist-sized, the size of a large apple. And uh, that uh, wildfire in California, now the Mendocino Complex fire, is now officially the largest fire in California history. It's raging. Uh, The firefighters are continuing to battle the blaze, which is currently only 30% contained. This Mendocino Complex wildfire has grown to 283,000 acres as of last evening. Some 3,908 firefighters 441 fire engines, and 15 aircraft are battling the flames. Now, one month into California's fiscal year, the state has already spent about one-fourth of its emergency funding to fight wildfires across the state. Now, with more than a dozen large wildfires raging and firefighting resources stretched oh so thin, crews are on the way to help from as far as the American East Coast. There are now 12,000 firefighters on the lines battling 17 wildfires, which have destroyed more than 1,000 structures and continue to threaten an additional 25,000 homes. At least eight deaths have been attributed to these fires, which have burned about 240,000 acres, which amounts to about 375 square miles up and down the state. Hot and dry conditions have contributed to the wildfire risk statewide, statewide, including low humidity and high winds in certain areas of Northern California. 
Also, the southern portion of the state has absolutely baked in triple-digit temperatures in some inland areas in the recent weeks. Now, adding to the wildfire risk are an estimated 129 million dead trees in these forests due to years of drought and beetle infestation, according to the U.S. Forest Service. Dead trees, more uh, trees to burn, more stuff to burn. More than 52,000 residents have been evacuated in these fires. 52,000 people seeking temporary shelter. That's mind-boggling. And uh, there was a powerful earthquake in Lombok, on Indonesia. 91 people have been reported dead. Uh, this happened just on Sunday. It was a magnitude 7.0 earthquake. It rocked the Indonesian island of Lombok and nearby Bali, damaging buildings, sending terrified residents and tourists running into the streets and triggering a brief tsunami warning. They tell us that the death troll could rise further as search and rescue operations continue. And believe it or not, there's a drought in Norway. It's causing tremendous crop losses and the lowest rainfall in 70 years. Preliminary calculations in Norway showed crop damage caused by drought this summer would be worth 134 million U.S. dollars. Grass and grain producers in southern Norway will apply for state financial compensation in the billions, while potato, vegetables, berry, and fruit producers will probably seek financial compensation in the tens of millions. Lots of crop losses really all over the world from the weather that we've been having. In fact, devastating drought heat wave is hammering farms across all of northern Europe, Fields that are usually covered in lush green grass have now turned to dust. Trees are shedding their leaves, and animals are eating dry hay or grain instead of grazing in pastures in midsummer. Farmers in around a dozen countries, from Ireland to the Baltics, are grappling with a once-in-a-generation drought, so they say. The unrelenting heat wave has devastated the crops, with more than half of the harvest is expecting to be lost. In Spain and Portugal, that's not all. Temperatures have reached 118 degrees in parts of Spain and Portugal. Spain's meteorological agency reports that eight provinces in the southern Andalusia region and around Madrid are under very high heat risk because of an intense heat wave. Three days in a row, temperatures there have reached 118 degrees. And they have their problems with fires as well. And in Lynchburg, Virginia, evacuations have been ordered over concerns of a possible dam failure as rainfall has broken 70-year records. The high-hazard College Lake Dam in Lynchburg, Virginia, overtopped last Friday morning, sending water barreling down a local road. Evacuations were ordered over fears that the dam would fail. By midday, water levels had receded, but more rain forecasted they expected would uh, cause more flooding. And if the dam were to completely fail, it could send enough water into the area to reach a depth of 17 feet in seven minutes. Whoa. And they had a tornado in New York City. Wow. Rare. This rare tornado caused damage in New York City's borough of Queens Thursday night. It toppled trees and downed power lines. 
Damage to cars and homes were also reported. The National Weather Service issued a tornado warning. The uh, National Weather Service sent a survey team after the tornado, and they did confirm that it was an EF0 touchdown in Queens. The tornado produced winds of 70 to 85 miles an hour, and uh, no injuries or fatalities were reported from that tornado. And in Russia, the Karyemsky, I'm sure I didn't say that with the proper accent, but the Karyemsky volcano in Kamchatka, eastern Russia, one of the most active volcanoes in that part of the world, is home. That part of the world actually has more than 100 active volcanoes. This Karyemetsky uh, volcano erupted violently at the end of last week. Plumes of ash from the volcano spread 100 kilometers, so that's going on up there. And in Phoenix, a massive dust cloud descended uh, early this week. Uh, this weekend, completely engulfing the valley region and beyond. There was a monsoon storm that hit the area. It brought in high winds and a foreboding wall of dust, an enormous, epic wall of dust, made its way to the Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport, and planes were forced to land in these conditions. Flights were delayed at one point to allow the worst of the bad weather to pass. Now, it used to be, and not too many years past, we heard about these kinds of dust clouds in the Arabian Peninsula. Seldom have we heard about it in our country. In the last couple of years, this has been occurring in the desert southwest, presumably because of the drought and the heat. All right, well, last story for tonight. Pig lungs have been grown in a lab and have been successfully transplanted. Now, they tell us that in the United States alone, more than 1,400 people are waiting for a lung transplant. But soon, patients might have a new source for brand new lungs from the laboratory. Now, last Wednesday, researchers from the University of Texas Medical Branch published a paper. And in this paper, they de- detailed their latest milestone along the path to creating laboratory-grown lungs for humans and that they can now successfully transplant these bioengineered lungs into pigs. Bioengineered organs are something of a holy grail in transplantation research, according to researchers, because they are grown from the recipient's own cells. Because the body is less likely to reject an organ like that, and they say we could grow them in the lab as needed, so there won't be any more organ shortages. If all goes well as hoped with these pig experiments, the researchers believe they could just be five to ten years away from being able to create lab-grown lungs to transplant into people with life-threatening conditions, those people who need the lungs. Well, how about a quote? Ego is a social fiction for which one person at a time gets all the blame. Oh. Say that again. Say it again. Ego is a social fiction for which one person at a time gets all the blame. Yes, ego oh, is indeed social fiction. <laughs> and who's to blame for the ego? Well, the ego itself. We can't blame anybody for our egos but us. <laughs> so there you have it. 
one of the goals of spiritual growth and development is to sublimate the ego. And uh, as I've found in my practice, that's about the hardest thing for a human being to do. If we could just conquer that, it would be instant enlightenment. End of story. That's our challenge, to conquer the ego. But first to do that, one has to recognize it. That's no small task. Anyway, from my heart to each one of you, much love. Have a beautiful week, everyone, and keep on shining. Thank you, Arielle. It's great to be with you tonight. Thanks so much, Anastasia. And I, I forgot to mention at the at the top of the show because we're leaving for Arkansas next week. Um, oh. That our yeah, we'll be off for the next two weeks. So tonight, after tonight's show, we'll be back on August twenty eighth. Oh. All right. Well, yeah, I'll August twenty eighth. Yeah. So I'll miss you all, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I guess three weeks from today, huh? I think that's 28th. right. I'm not, I'm not yeah, doing well, very I'll, good with I'll math today. But. You're back on the 28th, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, okay, that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. I'll see you then. Okay, Anastasia, thanks so much. much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, well, Mercury is retrograde, so, um, you know, <laughs> Little little brain cramp there. Let me uh, let's see. Look, we have a lot of people on the switchboard tonight, so I'm gonna have to scroll down here to find everybody. There's Lavendar, and there you are, Meg. Hey, Meg, welcome Hi. back to the Hi. show. Ah, thank you for having me. It's just always a thrill to join you. So I'm excited to be here. Oh, and we are so glad to have you back. So Lavendar, you all ready? I'm ready. Okay, take <laughs> it away, ladies. Okay. So, Meg, welcome, and I know you just had a solo return. How was it for you, birthday? It was a wonderful day, and thank you for all your help pointing me in the right direction, and I'm really looking forward to this next solar solar year. So it was really a great special day. We yeah. even had the, the skies kind of part, and I've been living in smoke for a month, and the skies kind of parted that day. I think I had some help from the angels because smoke is all back again, so for whatever reason, that day was clear, <laughs> so it was perfect. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> it's that, that last year at this time, you had come on to be on our show to talk about uh, the 8-8 uh, Lionsgate, and mm-hmm. I think that's very important for us to know about this time because of the eclipses and everything that's being set up for star seeds on the planet. So just take it yeah. away and explain to us about the date Lion's Gate. Sure. This is such a powerful week, and I know everyone's probably been dealing with a lot of clearing and healing and shifting from the last couple of eclipses that we just had. Uh, we're now in Leo, and so that's where we get the, the Lion's Gate name, but this is where uh, Star Sirius lines up with our sun, and they rise uh, on the horizon together until... I think the 12th, so just another week. It's been going on since July 3rd. And the this is such a, um, it's the gate, uh, the the peak reaches tomorrow, 8-8, but it's been opening. Uh, it's definitely open now. And this is where we're receiving this, like it's like a galactic super wave that travels from the great central sun through our sun, uh, 
through star Sirius, and then it comes and it grounds into the Earth grid point of the Sphinx and the Great Pyramid of Giza. And, and you know, of course, uh, those of you who have done a lot of study in history, the Giza Pyramid complex, of course, is lined up um, to the Orion Belt, to Sirius. And so this Syrian light that's coming in, I've been working with it for... Um, many lifetimes because I have had an incarnation uh, in Sirius and in Lemuria and in Zeptepi, Egypt. So these are all really linked in a lineage. But the Syrian light that is coming in helps us open up our chakras. It helps transmute pathogens. Um, it's very healing. It's an indigo blue light, very deep uh, violet light and it's helping us with the crystallization of our cells and also helping us transmute the human hybrid genetic code that we're breaking free of here uh, as a race, uh, the human race. So the lot, you might be feeling some of this already, but next um, tomorrow will be when it really amps. Um, and it's an annual event. Of course, Leo the lion is a symbol of the heart and strength and creativity and leadership. So we're, you know, just by tuning into it, you start to open and receive some of those blessings, some of those characteristics. The other thing that's so powerful about it, it's it's happening on an eight day, an eight, eight day. So in numerology, eight is the symbol of balance. Um, it's It's, so tomorrow we'll be receiving a lot of the eight frequencies. Uh, this includes abundance and prosperity and freedom and and more of our kind of leadership personal authority. So it's really actually a very positive event that happens every year. And then finally, it is linking into the ancient Lemurian lineage. Many light workers carry the soul codes and bloodline of Lemuria within their own blueprint. So you may be feeling that kind of getting activated for you. Um, this dates back to where the Syrians were seeding Christ consciousness in Lemuria and in Zeptepi, Egypt. So there's kind of like, think of it kind of like the wheel of fortune. You know, we're, we're swirling around the wheel and everything's kind of locking into place again just in this. Um, particular portal window tomorrow, um, but we can work with the energies today. Uh, I don't know about you, but I even had trouble sleeping last night because I was just feeling all this electrical current coming in through that solstice, um, through that uh, stargate. It's um, it's uh, you might feel like you're getting charged up. I sure was. I was even my brain was overstimulated from it. It was just like, whoa, this is a powerful surge. So it is coming in now, and it's going to get even stronger tomorrow. So that explains what happened last night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had several people today say, what in the world happened last night? And I really couldn't tell them. I said, it was big. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I know it was big. That's all I could tell them. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I think it was like we all put our finger in a, an electric socket. It was just like. I go, mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, what what do you feel happened with that eclipse last uh, August twenty first? What I felt like that happened was that that door was shut on our last nineteen years, and if you try to go back and fix anything, you can't. That's one of the things that I'm I'm tracking. What are you tracking about that eclipse that happened a year ago? So you're saying you feel like it's been um, blocked off? Well, it's not about block. It's about, it's almost like when I look at it, it's like the people that want to go back and try to fix something in relationships or fix something, period. They can't get through the door because it's erased, it's gone, and they they have to look forward now. They can't look backwards. It's almost uh. like 
Lot's wife. Don't you know? Don't turn around and look. You'll turn to to salt. You right, know, it's kind of right. like that. Well, that's it's like that's looking really at the last nineteen years doesn't serve. That's very true. It's it's um, you know, because I'm feeling also how this uh, eclipse on Saturday is lining up as you and I talked about with the 1999 eclipse as well. That was on the 11th. And and so that whole 19 year cycle feels like it's completing and closing. And like you said, I think that whole timeline is dropping out of the earth plane. This is why we can't go back to it and we can't connect to it or reprise it in a way it kind of pushed us or launched us into a more advanced timeline that is is going to help us. It's more positive. I also think it's so interesting too this year, Lavendar, because it's that eclipse, Leo eclipse is happening on the 11th and we're in an 11 mastership year. So we're getting kind of an 11-11 gate uh, activation again this, this Saturday. Um, and that, again, is activating more of our ascension codes and more of living as the embodied soul and less of kind of the controlled, enslaved human lineage. It's a real breaking off point. And don't you, I've heard other people saying, too, they're feeling like the matrix is really now and its last, like I see like the four corner posts of a house and all three have collapsed and we got one trying to hold it up still and it's shaking and look at all the earth changes, you know, shaking it. I think we're on the last phase of the matrix collapse. And that of course will really open up everyone's ability to uh, connect uh, into their own true uh, authentic divine self, really become more awake and aware and getting free of the kind of the human limitations. So this eclipse to me feels very positive. Like, you know, how new new moons are new beginnings. And I think too, because it's happening in Leo, it is asking all of us to step into our personal power as a leader of this new earth. Don't you feel like it's kind of trying to pull us out more publicly now to get more involved instead of just meditating in our own little private spaces? Oh, yeah. I think it really is calling us out to step out, take our power, and but be smart about it. It's like don't be yeah. a whistleblower and, and get yourself knocked off. It's called well, hold true. your power, find people that can hold their power with you, and then under the radar do some work, and then when the time comes we'll all rise up together as star seeds and make changes on the planet. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it happening. I love it. I love it. And I think it's true. We need to unite together. We're more of a force, you know, of change when we unite together and, um, you know, set our set our intentions into the collective consciousness, come together, join communities. It does feel like it's kind of more grassroots at the local community level where we're coming together, taking care of each other, helping each other, because um, we can't rely really on our, our uh, global governments or any of that anymore. It's time for us to... Um, build a new world that's self-sustaining and and is is caring for nature and our planet as much as we care for ourselves and each other so it just does feel like a I feel kind of like almost like a nudge to push uh, myself and others out more to not be shy and just you know share our truth and our experiences and and help those who are waking up now Uh, it does feel like it's a new a new movement like you said we're starting a new cycle for sure yeah. I also wanted to uh, ask you, what do you think is happening with the women on the planet? One of the things that I noticed mm. in the Teton meetings in January and in July is that we were told that the women 
are taking a new place on the planet. And at the same time, uh, the shadow side of all yeah. bloodlines is being activated so that the the goddess and the divine feminine can rise up and help when the shadow side tries to act up too much. <laughs> I guess that's the way I want yeah. to say that. It's like yeah. to the women to hold the balance when chaos hits our planet, and I think the women are doing that. In fact, I noticed over 400 women have uh, decided to run for office in different yes all over the country. Yes, what a great sign. Yes, yes. So despite that fact that we still have some of this controlling patriarchal, you know, misogyny and sexism is still there, but I think it's it's getting frowned on finally. You know, people aren't just blindly accepting it anymore. Um, we're, we're understanding that that needs to go. It's offensive and it's disrespectful. And so as women are are waking up to more of their their divine goddess lineage and presence like we're able to start to embody that powerful goddess presence so it it emboldens us you know it it gives us more courage to um to demand respect you know demand that we are treated equally demand that we can like you said move into positions of power now um we've got the whole me too movement happening where we're not just going to silently allow any kind of sexual assault to happen anymore so there it's almost like we've 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 found our voice again you know we're able to uh, set our boundaries, speak our truth, and demand that we're treated respectfully. And, and so that's happening on the personal level and when our families, friends, and coworkers. I mean, it's just kind of spreading. And, and, and to a point where I'm even hearing, you know, men have conversations like, uh, we don't even quite know how we're supposed to behave anymore. So this like cracking things open. So everyone starts to be more present. Let's just be heart-centered. Let's be present speak our truth, operate from the heart, then you can't go wrong. You, you're able to be uh, uh, compassionate for everybody, no matter where they're coming from, you know, where they were born or what, what is their orientation. So I think it's a, it almost how I've seen it, Lavender, is like we have kind of the two worlds starting to become very defined. You know, we have the more the 3D matrix reality, which is still quite, uh, bigoted and racist and and abusive, and then we have this whole beautiful new 5D and higher reality that's getting stronger and more insistent that this is how we treat each other. It is being fueled by this growing feminine energy of compassion, heart-centered. Uh, um, I honestly wonder, I was even having a conversation with Metatron this week saying, if those two worlds pull apart, what would that look like? You know, how do we, what can we expect when, because they do seem to become very divergent. Don't you sense that? Like just, they're not even connecting anymore with each other. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I just don't know how that's going to look unless we just completely move into forming our own communities that aren't in any kind of interaction with the 3D matrix reality, but I think that won't be sustainable either. It's going to be very interesting to see how that unfolds. How do you think that 5G coming in is going to affect uh, our work on the planet? I've been very distressed over uh, researching this 5G information, and um, I noticed in California that a fire station 
uh, was experiencing, you know, all kinds of everyone. The firemen were getting sick, and it had to do with the cell phone towers and the and the and the technologies that was pointed at their fire station. So they actually moved it, and then the people got well. So it's yeah. like that story's out there, and I would like to hear about more stories like that, so that we can band together these stories and 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 make the point to the people saying you've got to do something about this 5G insane thing that's happening. And it's it it seems like it was first getting pushed in the big cities, um, but I I'm here on the border of uh, California and Oregon, Mount Shasta and Ashland, and both of those cities are trying to put. Well, really, it's the Verizon, it's the it's the phone companies trying to push it into even the smaller cities now. And it is so toxic. I find when I go and visit San Francisco or L.A. for like, you know, some days or weeks, a week or so, I come back and I'm feeling awful. It is, it, I think it scrambles the brain waves. I think it does affect our magnetic field, not in a positive way. It, it's, um, it's pretty toxic. And in a sense, I think their agendas try to get the whole planet swimming in 5G or higher and that is where technology is just going to, like, kill off the human race if we don't stop it. We really have to push back. You know, I, I had a, a starseed friend to break her arm, and, I, and, and for some reason I just picked up the phone and called her this week, and, I, and, and she said, oh, they're going to take the titanium out of my arm because it's, it's, not, uh, it's not working with my flesh. It's not working. And I said to her, I said, oh, I said, that that's probably because of the cell phone towers and the technology is vibrating that titanium Ooh. and and you're you're not being able to heal because I've been researching how it affects metal in your body. Yeah. I have a friend that's got oh rods in her back goodness. and she had to move to Mexico because she can't be in the United States. And then other oh people goodness. that are wearing um different jewelry, they're they're saying that they're they're there's hot spots around their neck or their earrings. And I think there's something going on with the Wi-Fi that's mm-hmm. hitting metal. Have you found that? that? Well, that makes sense. I do try to get regular biofeedback treatments, and one of the big things we have to keep running is clearing uh, radiation out of my body and field. And I, I, I don't, you know, it's just coming from the neighborhood, I guess. And my, I turn my modem off every night. I don't. It's. I think we are getting bombarded by it. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Well, tell us some more about eight eight. You know, in in eight eight eighty eight, I was down in Aruba and we buried eight <laughs> women in the sand. We put headsets on them and buried them and had crystals in their hand. And then we asked them to rise up together. So it was a very big ceremony for us on eight eight eighty eight. So now I'm noticing <sighs> that tomorrow is eight eight two thousand and eighteen. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Like oh my goodness, look how that's come up again. It keeps coming up. It's really um, it's such a sacred day. I, I just love this day. Well, of course, as a Leo, I love anything Leo, anyways. But it this is like off the charts Leo energy, and it's 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 um, I think it is very futuristic, but also uh, connecting us to this really beautiful lineage of Lemuria, and also you know connecting to our star sister. They are in Sirius to help us um we 
we like from for the work I do I work quite a bit with sacred geometry and vortex energy this is very much a Syrian specialty and so I always see them as more kind of like an Einstein type of race you know they're they may not be quite as warm and fuzzy but they're definitely very brilliant uh, um, and they're they're helping us get through this ascension they're very um, present now and it's interesting too in private sessions, I've noticed they've been popping into my sessions working with people, but also Lavendar the Palladians are very present right now in my sessions. So there's seems like we're getting more um, of our our neighbor star systems are are very close now, right now, helping us. And so the 8-8 gate is another one that they can come through and help us. You know, one of the things I'm finding out about helping us is that we have to ask for the help. There's times when I think they know what I need, but I don't say anything. So when I do ask oh, them for yeah. help, they go, well, why didn't you ask for that before? <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask. And it's like I keep forgetting that, oh, yeah, I've got to ask three times. It's almost like they don't pick up the phone until the third ring. It's really crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, so do you find that, too? Yeah, do you think they know? I mean, we, we know that we're being observed. We know we're being tracked. We yeah. know that we're being yeah. videoed every mo- moment of the day. And it's like <laughs> sometimes we just forget to ask what we need. Right. We won't help. Yeah. We need to ask for it. They won't, they won't volunteer it until we ask no. what I'm saying. Yeah, they won't interfere. They're definitely um, – I do feel, though, there's times where they've kept me out of harm's way. They kind of nudged me away from that or that, but they are um, – and the angelics as well are just keeping us safe – while we go through this kind of last, uh, this last few years, I think of the, where it's really kind of very polarized. Um, but yeah, they, they, they're there to help. But I think what I'm noticing is, is the fourth dimension of time and space seems to be shrinking now. So where I used to feel like I had to go so far to connect to them and talk to them. Now I just see them around me all the time. So it seems like we are really getting more into fifth dimension and higher where we're no longer um, in linear time and in uh, um, the, what we call separation, which is the, the out, outcome of linear time, which creates space or distance. So we're, that seems to be uh, shrinking and, and diminishing and, and allowing us to be kind of here and there and with, with our, our soul families and being able to connect much faster and quicker and having a sense that they're very close around us now, which I find very comforting. <laughs> I like it. I guess it, it depends on what level that we're on. Uh, I know that a lot of people uh, would love, love to have ET contact, but then sometimes uh, ETs won't come if, if there's people around them that are afraid. Uh, I've, I've noticed sense. in several of my sessions in the last couple of months, people are saying, oh, I really want an ET contact. And I'll say, well, do you ever go off by yourself and, and, and mm-hmm. just go into the silence? And they said, oh, no, I've got a, you know, I'm, I'm a mom, I've got kids, I've got this, I've got that. You have to really, if you want to have any kind of high spiritual experience, you need to get away from the the people that have great fears about ETs. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to bring that up because I know it's happening to a lot of people that are listening to this show. I I, I think that's one of the reasons why, because of my sole purpose, I did not get married or have children, so I could be in this kind of uh, constant state of... um, 
tuning in and and being really focused with the with the other side, you know, the non-physical world. Um, so yeah, you do have to carve out some time, no matter how busy you are, to get into that silent kind of solitary space. Even if you go walking, you know, in nature somewhere, but just to get get into that that um, pure, we call it zero point. It's this, the pure state of it's a neutral state. It's an orderly state, and it's non-polarized. And then you can really link up and start developing kind of your communication network with your own spirit team. I think if people are asking for ET contact, though, I would encourage them to be very specific on who and what they want to connect with because there are a lot of still trickster uh, entities out there that I still see uh, interfering with people. So get really clear and discerning and specific on who you you want to connect with you could just start with your own soul team your own spirit team you know i'm finding a lot of astrals pretend to be ets (laughs) (laughs) i bet (laughs) okay and it's like they're really the astrals are the tricksters trying to you know uh, uh, trick people into thinking that they're you know from another star system or yeah i've been catching them doing that that's it's pretty funny when i catch them (laughs) They they even pretend that they're like Metatrons, you know, or Michaels or whatever, and they're 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 all fake. And it's just like, oh god, because so, I get people who are scared of connecting to Metatron or Michael, thinking that it's a false archon. And I'm like, well, there may be those, but you that's why you have to be really specific on who you're connecting to. <laughs> so we're talking about galactic fake news, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> Microcosm, macrocosm, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So have you noticed in your clients that you have kind of a different kind of female power that's showing up now? I have noticed that yes. there's there's some kind of signal that's gone out to certain kinds of, of women on the planet because I'm seeing a shift in my sessions with the people that are ordering sessions. They seem mm-hmm. to be awake. They seem I used to wake them up, and now they're awake already. Are you finding that? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes. Uh, almost 100%. Yes, yes. And they're and they've done a lot of their personal healing and clearing already and they are ready to rock and roll. They're just ready to open it all up cuz they can feel the calling, right? They feel their their blueprint activating. They feel their purpose calling them and they uh just want to bust open and go for it. So yes, very it's such a shift. Very exciting to see this. Yeah, I think that uh, more people, more women especially, are more confident now about taking yeah. their power. I, I find that that they're not so hesitant like they've been in the past. You know, before when I would talk to certain women, they were always concerned about their families and what their families think of them and their friends think of them, and, and they would never step forward to, to be who they came to be. But I'm finding mm-hmm. that that's all shifted. That's changed. And yeah, so many is. people and, are drawing a line in the sand and saying, you know what, you just can't do that to me anymore. I'm taking my power and bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm finding women it's, doing. Are you seeing so that? Yes, yes. And, and they're willing to upset the family to be who they are, whereas before they were afraid of rocking the boat. You know, they're afraid of upsetting the family. No, they're they're 
I can remember when I faced that, this was around 2004, where I kept hearing from my higher self going, how long are you going to let your family stop your ascension? I was like, oh, God, oh, God, okay, I got to do this. <laughs> and it was just like you you just finally had to like kind of grab the reins and take over and, and think about your higher mission more than upsetting the family. It's, just ha- it's like a prior- priority shift inside you. And I think, too, what's happening because the matrix is weakening and, and, and breaking down is these very uh, disturbing collective programs running that make you doubt yourself, make you think you're smaller than yourself or less than. Those aren't running as strongly or people are just ignoring them or, or actually getting rid of them so that they can no longer doubt themselves. They can actually really um, see the truth of who they are, their whole bloodline and lineage and why they're here. And they might even start to get glimpses of their past lives or future lives. And they begin to get this whole new reorientation in their mind of who, who am I? Uh, maybe I'm not this human life story at all. You know, I'm, I'm from somewhere else and I need to actually be authentic. And so this is growing. And I think maybe because of the rise in the feminine power, it's enabling the women to acknowledge who they are, why they're here, what they're here to do without apology, without, you know, fear and be able to start to bring that essence out in the world. And even thank God I'm seeing some of their families are saying, okay, we will shift with you. You know, they're not fighting them as much as they used to. So that's a good sign, too. They're actually able to bring the family with them. Some aren't. Some are going to have to step out of the family. You're seeing that, too. Very, very long marriages, you know, 30-plus years marriages ending. Um, most amiably, some uh, aren't. But being able to just say, I, I got work to do, and I need to move on. And it seems to be happening to a lot of women. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I'm finding when I do a session is that um, I find certain women that feel like they've got to run everything by their family. In other words, they'll call their parents Mm -hmm. and say, I'm fixing to do this with my life now. And then the family will say, oh, I don't think you should be doing that. Don't you think you ought to settle down and have kids or whatever? Yeah. And so what I'm telling my clients, I'm saying, if they don't know your masterships and what you came in with in this lifetime, if they don't really know who you are, then why are you asking them for advice? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, true. It's like, if, you know, it's like they see you uh, through their lenses. Their, their filters yeah. in their brain will come up with an answer that they want for you and not not who you are. Yeah, it's really what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And many of the family members aren't as evolved. So you're, you're, you know, I'm, mine weren't, you know, and I had to deal with um, just they didn't have the consciousness to even understand what I was trying to do. It, 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 yeah, they couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we're coming into a a wonderful time of acceleration with high frequency bands of information of people coming together to 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 work on behalf of the environment and and the new kids that are coming to the planet. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. a pretty exciting time that we're having right now if we could just get out of our own way. <laughs> right, right. And I think too not to get too caught up in the like the polarization of this me against you stuff. We still see that playing out unfortunately in the news and 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 it's 
trying to kind of stay outside of that reality, just holding heart space and, and compassion for all beings, you know, all living beings. And, and then you don't drop your vibration. Uh, you're able to stay really at this kind of lovely kind of love quotient, right? The love band frequency in the heart and higher. And, and so it's a, it's what a way to live. I, I'm so just, I'm so just so grateful to be able to have, remove the fear programming so I can get into living more of like a, a walking meditative state of feeling that smooth flow, the smooth flow and the joy. Oh my goodness. And that gets into your magnetic field, right? You know, as your heart is filled with love and, and the heart center, it overflows into the magnetic fields that are wrapped around the heart chakra. And so then you start to pulse with your own magnetism of love energy and that you know magnetizes to you more of that what it's an amazing way to live in this new system than the old system where you had to just go out and kind of fight your way against all the opposition it's just amazing to live this way i'm thrilled well this is where sometimes you have to walk among them and not with them yeah that's a hard one it's a hard one although i find at times when i have to come to terms with because as long as we're walking in the chaos, and mm-hmm. it, it's like we can't we can't help it if we're doing the same thing they're doing. It's like we have to do something different and step out of it. Yes, you literally are, feel like you're on the sidelines watching them, but you're living in a whole new operating system, a uh, whole different vibration. I find at times I can be out walking uh, uh, in the town or whatever, uh, going to the market or whatever, and people don't even see my vibration. They bang right into me. <laughs> it's like they're not even – we're at such a different wavelength. They don't even pick me up. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. That does happen. It's so tell fine. us more about your – this book that you wrote, Soul Realized, Unlocking the, the Sacred Keys of Becoming a Divine Human. Well, it was, it was um, I just started kind of journaling what I was going through in myself, and uh, I was doing a radio show on World Puja in 2009 and, and just kind of uh, documenting what I went through in my own ascension process, kind of what were some of the hurdles and what to look out for, what to work on. As Anastasia mentioned, ego is a big one that we have to work on um, because that's kind of the last of the matrix programming trying to hold us into a controlled enslavement state. And so the book is is really kind of going through the stages of of our ascension, starting to get that heart center open, beginning to learn how to work with your own energy field and master your own field and contain and protect your own field, being able to... uh, start to connect and bridge into this new earth plane, which I call the 5D earth plane. Um, you might have different names for it, but it is a different uh, operating system than what we were born into in the 3D matrix. The 5D earth plane is running in unity consciousness, and so it's harmonious, and it's more of co- collaboration and coexistence. It's not competition or, or you know, one has to lose you know, for someone to win. It's a win-win uh, operating system. And so the book kind of traces all the steps you got to take and, and gives you some exercises on each chapter, how to start to work this process. Um, 
because I do believe we are, as we go through these steps and go through this process, we are becoming divine humans. And that is, to me, the, the really the soul embodiment. That's what we're working on is to bring, you know, the two worlds together, bring our human self and our divine self into union inside and begin to really kind of live our life from the heart and from the soul presence. So that's um, the book is just kind of, especially for beginners who are kind of just waking up and wondering, okay, what just happened and what am I getting myself into here? And it, and it just helps you um, have a kind of a roadmap of what to to focus on. Let me ask you a question about some of the clients that you get because I, this has been happening to me. Um, I'm finding that a lot of people, especially since that eclipse last August, that mm. September, October, November found a lot of people losing their minds, going bipolar, schizophrenic, just you know thinking about checking themselves into a mental ward. Have have you had that kind of response from people? No, not as what you're describing. It not that to that level. Although I think they're aware enough, uh, the clients that are coming in, that there is something either artificially inserted or something running, looping in the unconscious that is not them and it's creating uh, either behavior, destructive behavior or addictions or uh, could be, like you said, bipolar or um, suicidal thoughts. This seems to be getting stronger. I think these are getting pulsed through the, the collective field. And, and uh, so so people are becoming aware that maybe that isn't even me, you know, maybe that isn't my own thought, maybe that isn't my own inclination. Um, And as you get that perspective, you can start to not give it your power and kind of back off from it. Um, I think what, just as you described that, uh, Lavender, it was kind of a, a, a reaction to the eclipse and that something got kind of shook loose in them and they may have felt overwhelmed by it or not feeling they have the tools yet to work through it or, or, or master it yet. But it seems like now that was, what, six months ago or even almost a year ago. It's been now, a year, yeah. Yeah, it has been a year. They might be in a better place now if they stuck to it, you know, and kept breaking down whatever got kind of cracked open within their psyche to to clear it. There's a lot of trauma that's coming out of us since these last two eclipses. Holy cow, since the solstice in June, seems like waves and waves of trauma coming out of our cellular memory. And as you get lighter, then you can handle life much easier. But when you're in the middle of clearing that, it does feel overwhelming at times. And you certainly have to stay away from judgment about anything watching yeah. TV or hearing people talk, it's like, don't don't go into judgment because the minute you yeah. do, you stop your own evolution. It's so true. That's so true. And it's not easy. The ego wants to judge. But yeah, it's so true. We have to keep an eye on that. It's called observe it, don't judge it. The minute you judge it, mm-hmm. yeah. then that you'll have to ex- probably experience that same judgment coming back to you somehow. Right. It does create a, a kind of a spiral effect to bring yeah. it back to you until you clear it. That's true. Yeah. Well, I have really enjoyed speking with you. I'm looking at the time, oh, and I'd like to pass you over you. to my co-host, Ariel, who has the switchboard. I know you have probably a lot of your people uh, maybe on the switchboard wanting to talk to you. I know you have a, a, a wonderful group of people that, that you work with, and I work with some of, of your clients, too. The two of yes. us together, we, we really work well <laughs> with um, yes. 
the goddess and the divine feminine energies that are that are being um, coming our way. So yeah, thank you, Lavender. Oh, and thank you so yes. much for uh, being on the planet and coming and talking to us every August about the eight eight <laughs> because it's so important for people to to reconnect with their divine selves and and the numbers. Mm-hmm. I think the the eight eight um, frequency and vibration has a very strong and powerful um, number sequence that even yeah. if you don't believe in it, it's still going to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're you're still feeling it. <laughs> That's true. So back to you, Ariel. Okay. Well, I just I just love the work that you do, Meg. And um, we you. do actually we have a we have a, a caller that will be uh, coming out of the screening room um, in just a, a minute or two here. But um, in the meantime, I wanted to ask you um, about you know making the shift from the 3D matrix to the 5D. And there are people that that think they're 5D, but they they really haven't um, completely um. come over. And yeah. can you um, think of some, maybe some signs, you know, that, you know, like when you're, when you're sleeping and you think you're awake um, and then something happens and then you realize you're dreaming. What are some signs or some things that you might be able to point out for people um, that would let them know that the 3D still is, is working, you know, that they haven't really gotten away from that? Okay, some of the some of the signs that I noticed were were really kind of pronounced, and so let's um, first let's just kind of understand the 3D field is a polarized field, so it's an electromagnetic field, which means um, opposites attract. So that means for every positive action you take, you get an equal negative reaction. It's a pushback. Um, I call it counterforce, but it's basically how polarity works. And when, so if you're still having that experience in life, it seems like, God, everything I do, I've got all this negative hitting back at me. That means you're still in the polarity. You need to get your energy out of that polarized field Um, because then this is why the law of attraction doesn't work in a polarized field because you're attracting actually the opposite of what you're trying to create and when you get into the 5d field all of that's gone it's a non-polarized field so it's a harmonious field so then you can actually create and it gets into the flow and it starts taking off and and it begins to take hold and and begins to manifest so the law of attraction works in 5d and higher but it doesn't do well in a polarized field which is the 3d field so that would be one thing to go okay where am i still running polarized programming inside of me a really big uh uh ego polarity is greater than, less than, right? Superior, inferior. If you feel that running in you at all, that's a polarity you want to neutralize. That's a polarity you want to clear from your field because that's holding you in the matrix. And we're seeing that play out everywhere, right? All these people thinking they're more superior than others is a polarized program. So we want to look for that uh, uh, superior, inferior. That's a very strong polarity. Also, I really feel the obsession with money, fame, success, uh, that's a superior program. 
And it's not that to say we shouldn't be uh, abundant, but where is the motivation coming from? Is it still coming from inside you that you are trying to validate yourself through external sources? So again, the polarized 3D field is a separation field. That means we still see everything outside ourselves as separate from ourselves. Whereas in the 5D field, it's a unity consciousness system. So that means I can't look at that tree or that cat and think it's separate from me. We are all existing in a field of energy that unites all of us. And so you no longer see anything in your life as separate from you. Um, if someone has heartbreak, I could empathically feel their heartbreak. It means that you are coming from more heart-centered and higher in compassion for others because you understand that we're really coexisting in a unified field. So those are some things to look for. Um, as you're noticing, what I'm describing are mental programs and emotional programs. We're kind of a, uh, uh, a prisoner of our own mind and emotions. So the more that we learn how to master the mind, master the emotions, start clearing all that clutter and all that unconscious stuff running in the background that keeps you in separation and makes you feel either superior or inferior, those got to go. Those got to go. And um, that's what I wrote about about quite a bit in my book because I found those are real traps. Those are the ones we need to get clear of and master. And then the lower chakras, the, the root, sacral, and solar plexus, these are the lower 3D chakras. These are our human chakras, and they're loaded with trauma, and they have all kinds of blame and shame and guilt and uh, even the heart, heartbreak, grief. we got to heal that. we got to clear that because when you can open those chakras up, your whole kundalini is able to rise up your uh, chakra channel and you begin to live from heart and higher. And these are the higher frequencies, the higher bandwidths. These are of, of love and, and compassion. And you get away from those lower uh, issues in the lower chakras that can really polarize us. They can really um, uh, stop us. They can really lock us down. So doing some healing work in those lower chakras to clear out, you may have childhood trauma. You could have past life trauma lodged in those lower chakras as well. So it's just, again, I, I say, I tell people it's just like internal house cleaning. We've got to get in there. We've got to be present, and we've got to heal and clear. And as you do that, then you incrementally increase your frequency. You just keep getting higher, lighter, cleaner, and then another wave comes, and then you heal and clear that, and you get lighter. So it is a process, and people are like, well, how long does this take? I just tell them, think of it as a lifelong process because you're just going to keep getting higher and lighter and happier and more joy-filled, so it just gets better and better. Oh, that's a really, really good description and, and solid uh, advice. So we have we have our caller um, ready to go now, and you okay. are going to be um, talking to Yvonne. Let me get your mic open. Okay, Yvonne, you're on the air with Meg Benedicte. Hello, I'm having deja vu. Hi, <laughs> Yvonne. I heard I heard your very first show on Blog Talk Radio. I've been with you <laughs> the past twenty whatever years. Um, <laughs> And a couple of years ago, you were on this show, and there, 
I was one of those people who was feeling this despair, but I felt like it was part yeah. of my work. But I was very detached from it. But you had, you helped me to just, it was so intense that you helped me to clear it that night. And then afterwards you said, put it in the refiner's fire. Mm-hmm. And when I put it in the refiner's fire, you said that I was sending it out in front of me and that I could send it out to people and places and and things like that. Ah. And recently, I was wondering, what what is it that I can do? Like, I've been helping people to clear, you know, okay. all the cleaning house, but it's yeah. been, you know, very, very minimal. And then I just started doing some groups, but I just felt like, that thought kept coming, and I thought, maybe Meg can tell me. And then I saw you were going to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so as you were describing that too, Yvonne, so we're, we're all kind of being called to work like you're doing, you know, on the personal level, helping people who uh, we probably have contracts with, right, to, to work with them and to help them. But then we're also here on the planetary level, and I do a lot of work on my own private meditation or when I'm out in the woods and nature, um, especially in the Mount Shasta area, I was doing a lot of work on the grids. And so I'm also getting that your soul is a grid worker. That means that your help stabilizing the grid, because if you think about it, if the matrix is collapsing, that really kind of sends shockwaves through the global Ooh. grid. And so many of us are grid workers where wherever we're located, we're running the balancers, we're stabilizing the grid as the kind of the old, old regime collapses and mm. then this new earth one grows and takes over. So I'm seeing you can, um, let me just go with you where you're on the grid. You can physically, wherever you're located, work on the grid, but you can also astral uh, travel to parts of the world to help uh, let's say it's having a really devastating volcano or, you know, a tornado or things, things like that. You can help stabilize those areas. And mm-hmm. so think of it like you're, you know, I say to people, you know, we want to pull out of that dark web of the matrix and be crystal pillars of light where we're all grounding onto the global grid, wherever we're located. And all our, our pillars are like vibrating, like frequency um, antennas. And so think of it like that. You're a frequency antenna. Your feet are locking onto the global grid, the light grid. And then you're able to run frequencies up and down your antenna tower However, your higher self wants to uh, support the planetary grid at that time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it could be where you're, you're, you know, you're a transmitter receiver. So you could be uh, receiving in energies into the grid in that place or time, or you could be spinning out, you know, uh, uh, breathing out, moving out energies from that area as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, yeah. It could go okay. both ways. I usually, I guess I, when you're saying that, what I see is that I start with my community, I go to my state, I go to the nation, I go to the, like, I just yes. keep going higher. Yes. Um, yes. And can you confirm? You also have, do you have, Yvonne, it seems like you also have a strong connection to the, the native tribes. Oof, you do. I, yeah. So maybe okay. just, I think that might be a, a past life lineage. It's part of, it somehow is in your field. So maybe connecting, you could just do it in meditation, connect to the native tribes and how you can support or work with them because they're also helping mm. with the planet too. Right. And um, 
you were, you know, I know you t- we're, we're sort of dissolving all of this stuff out of our body. And for me, it's been right in my neck. Yeah. And um, the neck is there okay, anything the, to help that along? Yeah, this neck, that was where I carry most of my, if I have any kind of tension or, or even ego trying to, like, clomp on and control, I always feel it in my neck and jaw. I think it's very common. It's, I, I hear from a lot of client sessions, people are saying that's where it seems to locate. So it's, why I think it's there is because of the reptilian brainstem there at the back of the neck and the amygdala, which is our emotional brain at the back of the neck. And so if those get polarized or they it could either be we pick something up from the collective field that's like you know just kind of hanging on there or it could be rising up from within you from past life or this life where it's some old fear that was like just hang grabbing on and so that's when I work with the neck I used to get migraines because it was so painful in the neck and I don't anymore. I had to learn. That's actually this whole technique helped me learn how to run the Kundalini up and down the body and open up the flow. So what I would do is focus into the neck where it's locking in. So there's some body tension, but there's also some energetic energy that isn't harmonious to you. So it could be coming in from the outside or it could be old stuff rising up. And when I focus in onto it, and anybody, we can do this now real quick. So you just kind of lock your inner focus onto where it's it's holding there in the neck. And I breathe into it. And you just start breathing the diamond crystalline light into it. Imagine you're just like under a waterfall of the diamond light. And you're going to start to flush it through the channels there at the back of the brainstem, amygdala, upper vertebra. And you just start to open it up, get the flow open up. And it begins to unlock that rigidity. We just try to release that out. And and as you notice, we're not getting emotional about it. We're not personalizing. You're just working with it as pure energy. And it's not something that feels good. So you're just wanting to bless it and release it. There you go, Ivana, starting to move loose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And our goal, yeah, the goal is to get it flowing again. And it could even be where the ego's like, ah, this scares me. I don't want to do this. And it could just kind of grab in there. And so when that happens, I'll connect to the ego presence and just start helping it move into the aura and into the light in the aura. And you're pulling it out of your chakra channel because we do not want our egos in our chakra channel. That's our channel up to spirit, to source in our soul. So there you go. You can just kind of move the ego presence, whatever's left of it, into the light and the aura so it can keep transmuting to light. Oh, there goes. That shifted. Mm-hmm. And it moves out of the body and into the aura. Mm. Yeah, I always feel it exacerbated with the eclipses. So I just thought it was collective. Oh, okay. You know, because every time there's an event, a full moon, an eclipse, <laughs> that's where it hits me. Um, so I I was like, what is this? Is it a collective miasm or I didn't I don't know, but it is get, it's um, lightning with every event. So okay, because I don't um, I'm not sensing. So let everyone just kind of make an intention that you're not going to let the collective whatever got triggered in the collective to get into your chakra channel because that's your antenna tower, that's your transmitter receiver. And so if let's just kind of spin any collective energy that may have gotten in 
to anybody's uh, field or into their chakra channel or into the mind. We're just going to reverse it back outwards, just spin it back out. And this is part of learning to just maintain a really clean aura and energy field. There you go. Back out. Mm-hmm. And I have to do this every once in a while because I will, I all of a sudden I'll be like hearing language in my mind that's low base and not very kind mm-hmm. and I'm like where the hell did that come from right you know and I realized mm-hmm. oh, okay I just mm-hmm. picked, I picked something up from the collective and then I reverse it back out and no 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 we're not doing that mm-hmm. yeah well, well as as always I'm I talk to people sometimes and nobody has a clue what I'm about and Meg if mm-hmm. it wasn't for you I think I would have given up a long time. Oh, thank you, Mom. You're so sweet. I'm so glad to help. <laughs> no, it, it, but it's true, you know, because sometimes you just look for the tiniest little things that help you to keep going. And yeah. um, knowing that there was there was there were other people, but especially you here going through all of these things was extremely helpful and you know helps Good. us to detach, as Lavender was saying from that thinking you're crazy. Yeah. Right. Um, so right. No, we're so we're in this together. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you so you. much, and I thank everyone there too on staff. You're quite welcome, Yvonne, and thanks so much for calling in. All right. Blessings. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Well, are you uh, ready for another caller? Sure. Let's oh. do it. Oh, they, she just went back in the screening room. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, what, I, I know this caller, and she's uh, she's going to be. Oh, there she is. Okay. All right. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Hey. I'm, hey. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, um, Meg is ready for your question, so go ahead. Okay. Hi, Chris. Okay. Hi. Hi, Meg. So, Meg. I was listening to the uh, podcast um, that you were on, Beyond the Ordinary. And, okay. um Yeah, it was a rebroadcast, I believe. And in it, you were talking about the soul's purpose. And you said something that I thought, I will surely remember that, and I can't remember it. And it was like, um, <laughs> it, it, maybe it was like an affirmation, but it, it began with, I command. Does that ring a bell to you? Um, the, well, I will. Let's see. Uh, the command that I've been doing recently, yes. which probably did come up there, was I command that I live my soul's life. That is it. That I, uh, I'm writing yeah. it down this time. Yeah. My, yeah. I command <laughs> that I live my soul's life. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> many, cause many of us came into you know, really controlled lives and they were more mm-hmm. of the, the human uh, karmic life. They don't match us anymore. They don't mm-hmm. even really reflect our truth at all. And I was finding that happening and I was I was really getting started to get kind of miserable going, just none of this is mirroring me and it doesn't feel like me and I don't want to live this. And I kept hearing my higher self going, well, then command your soul life. I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, because... That, that's really important for me right now because, you know, yeah. I, I was living a life that I was really enjoying pretty much. And then my appendix burst. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then a year later I was diagnosed with uterine cancer and I went yeah. through chemo and radiation 
and I finished a year ago, but there's still stuff going on in my second chakra, and, you know, and I, there, there's questions in my mind, uh, you know, about the soul's purpose. I, I realized that I've had, I've been very fortunate to be able to remain in this rather idyllic setting to convalesce, but I'm mm-hmm. still not, you know, but so there's still something sort of holding me back physically that I need to work through, but it's, and it's going on in well, my second chakra. Okay, so what I'm what I'm sensing too, and, and I had to do this as well, it was like I was in someone else's body hologram. And uh, and and so even I, I would look in the mirror and go, Who's that? You know, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't recognize myself anymore. So when so I had to collapse and decompose that body hologram. So we can start that uh today, Chris, with I think all the all the illnesses in a sense were uh, a result of a, a body hologram that isn't matching you. It's not, it doesn't feel like it's aligned with your soul purpose and blueprint. And so, okay, because so we live in a holographic universe, we can change holograms. And so, and I've been, and I've been doing this for years with uh, clients and in my membership. So let's just do it for a minute. So you're going to just focus inside. And this is for anybody who feels like, I don't think I'm in my, my, you know, divine soul hologram. So we're going to just bless the hologram that we were living in. Let's just call it our human hologram um, or our, you know, our birth base hologram. Um, and we thank it and bless it. But we no longer need it. It's not matching us. It's not resonant. It doesn't reflect us. Um, if anything, maybe it just brought us some of uh, the lessons and it may have served some of our learning. But we're, we're think of it like you're, you're, you're closing it out. And when... Um, when we do this, you think of it like you're unplugging it from your root chakra. You're going to start to remove the past body hologram. And it begins to, now I'm talking more on your etheric body right now, but it will ripple right. all the way down to the physical. Right. Okay, so we're, we're going to just kind of unplug it. And you might feel it where it was plugged into the root, or it may have been plugged into the umbilicus, into the solar plexus, but we're going to pull the plug. And we're going to let okay. that body hologram, there we go, we start to break it loose. And we bless it and thank it for how it served us up to this point. But now we're going to release it and let it return back to source, up into source light to transmute. There it goes, starts to lift out of the field. And so imagine all the physical conditions you've had to go through, you're just letting that all lift up with that body hologram the illnesses, all of it. There you go. Whew, that lifted off you. And then we're going to bring down from our higher self, we're going to bring down our chakra channel, our divine soul hologram. So it's coming down again in the uh, more of the etheric body. And this is what will form into the light body, Merkaba. So I first start to see it come down maybe, again, kind of like uh, an infrastructure to like a, a building. You know, it's like this, the, this uh, yeah, there you go. But it's made of light, and it comes down to the feet, grounds onto the light grid. Ooh, here it comes down and in. And you open and receive it in, and you can now connect to it from the heart. There you go. Ooh, beautiful. And you're already starting to release uh the the illness conditions. Just it's already the, the consciousness follows that old body hologram out of your field. 
And then as the new one begins to ground and take hold, it, it lives on your soul light, lives on your soul code. It's, it lives on your soul blueprint. It lives on your soul purpose. So now it's compatible to you, uh, living your soul life. It's going to be the infrastructure. Like think of it like this, the sacred home to live in for your living mm-hmm. your soul life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. I felt it just mm-hmm. ground through your feet onto the light grid, mm-hmm. so it's starting to lock in. And I would just ground it whenever you think of it onto the light grid. You're holding it in place. You're giving it your life force, you know, your kundalini. You're, you're keeping it alive and allowing it to continue to develop. And get It will get very um, uh, beautiful, uh, really complex uh, light okay. body. Okay. Yeah. And then you might feel some memory of the past traumas, illnesses, and you just bless it. It needs to follow the old hologram out. Okay. Okay. That's very helpful. I'll have to listen Ooh, to that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yeah. Well, thank you. Shift. So just stay, keep your feet on the ground here for the next half hour or so. So you're grounding it in. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I will do that. Okay. Thank you so much, Meg. You're welcome, Chris. Okay. My blessings. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, Chris. Big hugs. Thank you, Ariel. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye, sweetie. Bye. Okay. You there, Meg? Yes, I am. Okay. Okay. I I heard a strange little click there. We'll make sure we still had you. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I think, I don't think we have any more callers right now. So is there um is there anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Um why don't we do a quick little receiving of the 88 energy since we're really ramping into it now. What do you think for the whole group? Great idea. Great idea. Okay. Okay, let's let's get some good juice here cuz it's it's boy is it ramping up. It's coming in. So okay, let's see how do we want to do this? Let's everyone just sit and breathe deeply and, and focus more into your lungs, your breath, your heart center. We're just going to focus in there for a minute and ah, just letting all the thoughts of the day go and get centered into the body. And this channel of yours, this chakra pillar, we want to go vertically up. We're going to imagine you're like looking up and it's this beautiful channel and it's opening up to the heavens, opening up to our abundant universe, opening up to spirit opening up to source, it's also opening up to our great central sun, which is located at the galactic center. It's opening up to Sirius and the Lion's Gate energies. All right, there we go. We're starting to connect to it. And you're this open receiver, and so we're going to start bringing those energies down your channel. Imagine it's like a funnel coming down your channel and down through the crown and into your heart space. So we're going to just command that we are clear, open channels receiving in the abundant loving energies of the 8-8 Lion's Gate. We're receiving in the healing Syrian light. This is an indigo blue light. All right, here we go. It's starting to come in. We're receiving this powerful super wave of plasma light from the galactic center. Whew. And you are a receiver now. There we go. Now it's starting. Imagine it's starting to fill inside your heart center. Like it's a, a upward-facing container. It's just beginning to fill with these blessings, giving you more of the the eight, eight uh, magical energies 
activating your soul blueprint, activating your soul purpose, helping with your ascension process. Ooh, here comes more in. Starting to build. So we're open receivers in the 8-8 Lion's Gate, bringing in more courage. So the lion is full of courage and strength and heart and leadership skills, opening to receive more of those in. I just felt my heart pow, opening up more, expanding, filling. And also, let's as we're since we are here in this this beautiful super wave coming in, let's open and call in the support we need. So this could be on the physical world, anything that you need to support you, so you can do your soul purpose. Could be financial. It could be uh, close uh, uh, light worker friendships. It could be more ways to uh, do your soul gifts as a living. Let's just open. Let's just pause for a minute. Everyone call in. The support they need from the abundant universe. We're tapping into that eight energy of abundance. Yeah, there it comes in. Again, have it fill into your heart because we want that to get into the magnetism. So all that you need to support you in your soul's life, your soul purpose, your soul's joy, Yeah, the heart's getting bigger. It's becoming like a big golden sun filling with this energy streaming in. Just allow it to get bigger, expanding. could even go beyond your body. It's like a big cosmic heart filling. It's starting to overflow into the magnetic fields around the heart. You start to use our magnetism to manifest what we need. And everyone really kind of going into your inner courage, inner heart strength to step into your role, helping with this planetary ascension, helping the people around you that are just awakening and confused and need some guidance, need some support. They might need healing. They just might need someone to talk to about it so they're not scared. So you're also opening up more of your soul purpose as uh, a leader or a guide or a mentor to those who are ready and looking for help. Oh, that's getting bigger in the heart. (sighs) Also opening up more of your inner wisdom and knowledge, your soul gifts, so you can draw from them every day. So as this is filling in and building and, and growing inside, your feet are on the light grid. So you're ground this right into your field and right into your heart and right into your magne- magnetism around the heart. Okay, that's really taking hold. It's spinning in right now. It's anchoring inside, becoming one with you. And we can leave the channel open through the night and into tomorrow because it's still coming in. So just let's just set our intention that we're open receivers of all the blessings coming in through the 8-8 Lion's Gate. Ooh, there we go. That's locking in, anchoring in, grounding in, taking hold. And that completes our little mini activation today. And so it is. And so it is. So it is. Well, that was just 
really a beautiful thing for you to do for us oh. and the audience, for the people listening. And uh, I know we'll probably have a lot of people listening tomorrow, um, you know, from mm-hmm. the archives. Good. And um, mm-hmm. so <laughs> even then, it, it'll be even stronger and more powerful. Yeah, it will. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be build, yep, building up. <laughs> uh, so, you yeah. know, no matter what, everybody that's listening throughout the week, take advantage of of these energies. And if you feel yourself wobble a little bit, just take a moment and and go through this this process again. You know, lock your feet on the ground and 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 you know hear Meg's words going through your head again. And um, you know, there eventually the wobble will stop. You just have to be diligent right. with with your intent. Yeah. It w- Mm-hmm. It will definitely smooth out. I also think, you know, we're, we were just focused on tomorrow and the 8-8 Lionsgate, but just three days later is the Leo eclipse. And so keep calling in what you need because it's a new moon eclipse. So it's about starting new beginnings, you know, starting a new cycle. We were talking earlier about the 19-year cycle completing and starting this new cycle. I was just guiding everyone that I've been working with to let your imagination roam. Like, what can I imagine Everything I want to experience in life, just let it go big. Go big with everything that you can imagine and beyond of what you could live your soul's life so that you're, think of it like you're a gardener planting those seeds into this very potent energy of the Leo eclipse as well. So we got two really powerful events just three days apart that are really helping us right now. And helping to, to let go of the, of the 3D movie. Yeah. That we've you know, we've all been immersed in and when you realize it's only a movie, you know yeah. you can pick up that galactic remote control and hit channel five <laughs> you know and just yep, you know that's it. change change the movie and and change play it channel. over and over and over again in your head, you yeah. know, like, like a song that won't stop looping. Um mm-hmm. abundance, um all your needs are fulfilled. Anything that you want to intend, you can use this energy to to fuel that. Am I correct? Yes, it's very potent. It's really um, like uh, alive. So yes, keep using what you and you can even write it down and recite it and do ceremony with it, ritual with it, whatever you are drawn to do. But stay real focused, holding your. Um, we're especially using our right brain, which is our psychic, intuitive, multidimensional brain, and, and visualize yourself as if you're already living it. It's very powerful. And then there's a there's another hit then with the August Harmonic Convergence um, anniversary when the sun is at galactic oh, wow. degree, and that's that's like you know from the 15th to the 20th. So Amazing. yeah, then I mean the next two weeks. Um, like a smorgasbord, and you can it have really whatever is. you want. You know, just just decide what it is that you want, and that's really the first mm-hmm. thing you have to do: decide what you mm-hmm. want. Yeah, that's and true. And then go for if it. If you can't think it, it won't even materialize. You have to be able to think it and and try to visualize it. Or if you can't visualize it, find images where it is happening, and you can make your picture board, whatever works for you. But yeah, that's true. I forgot about the harmonic convergence. So that's two weeks of some powerful, potent energy to work on manifesting. Awesome. You know, and, you know, 
this is a this is a prime time. So everyone, take advantage of it. Use the techniques that Meg has taught you tonight. And you've got a whole lot of resources on your website, newearthcentral.com. I think you've got guided meditations, you've got writing, yeah. you've got you've got your book. I mean, your website is very rich in content. So thank you. I really yeah, a lot of the encourage everyone. Yeah, take advantage of all the work that Meg has done. I mean, do you have um, radio archives available as well? Yeah, seven years of, of uh, radio archives where you can, we do energy activations, healings, clearings through those shows, YouTube videos to show you how to do the technique. So, that, yeah, there's a lot there that you can dive into. Okay. So, yeah, mm-hmm. over the next two weeks, really take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, you'll probably look back on August of 2018 as a turning point when you crossed a threshold to a much better um, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Live in our soul's life. Ugh. I think we're all ready to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So it has just been such a pleasure having you with us. The time always flies when you're here, and um, oh, thank you. You know, we just uh, we so um, honor your work and who you are, your dedication, and uh, the countless people that you've helped. So we thank you and applaud you for that. Thank you, Ariel. It's been a pleasure always to connect with you and Lavendar and, and all of your listeners. So thank you for having me on. I always look forward to joining you guys. Maybe next 8-8 uh, we'll do it again. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We'll remember that. So okay. um, just have, um, you know, a blessed – and you know you get two weeks to celebrate your birthday. So, you know, be extra good to yourself. And uh, oh, be the queen that you are. <laughs> there you go. I, I just I'm I'm high as a kite during the Leo energies. I'm really enjoying it. So thank you for that. It's been yeah, fun. Well, yes. Grant <laughs> yourself some uh, some pleasures and um, yeah. just reveling in the in the beauty of the of the energy that you've created. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, well, we will um, we will hopefully talk to you before next August. But uh, certainly, okay. um, we appreciate the work that you're doing. So big Thank hugs you, to Ariel. you, sweetie. Oh, hugging okay. you back. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks right. for being bye with for us now. tonight. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, um, that is our show for tonight. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, we're going to be gone for the next two weeks um, in Arkansas for our Starseed Quest for August Harmonic Convergence. And we will be back on the 28th. So until then, take care of yourself, do the work, see yourself in the place that you want to be, and remember to be grateful every day. Find something that you can truly be grateful for. And until August 28th, you take care. Bye-bye, everyone. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 